the Bible Continuing Series. Today we're here to interview the Right Reverend Hezekiah Rastus Washington III, pastor of the Kingdom Come Last Baptist Church of Gumneck, North Carolina. Reverend Washington, thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you too. It's uh, good to be on the news with a white boy who understands that we have an important message here. And I hope that all of you who are available for our revival this coming Sunday will attend the fish fry that we have. Well, Reverend, we um, would love to talk about that, but we are here because you represent a unique character amidst all those who are, let's say, defined by religious convention. Most importantly, being that you define yourself as a strict constructionist of the scriptures. Can you describe to us how that works? Well, of course I will. A strict constructionist is not a person who sees what they want to see, leaves out the parts they want to leave out of the scriptures. And it is incumbent upon us as those who are ministers to the flock to produce a more accurate and not exclude in all parts of the Bible. And of course, to use the wisdom and understanding and knowledge which God has given us to see what the word really says and to ask questions as not to misrepresent what the Bible says. Well, that's a mouthful. Can you give us an example of uh, a strict constructionist interpretation of the Bible? I certainly shall. First, we can start at the very beginning of the book of Genesis. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it took him six days. And at the end of the sixth day, he says, we need to make somebody like ourselves in our image to run this place. There's going to be a lot of responsibility with animals and oceans and birds and fishes and fowls and stars. So we can create man. And with that, God created man. As the scriptures state, the Lord God formed man of the dust to the ground and into his, I should he breathed the breath of life, and he came to life. Okay? And, well, God named this guy Adam, and he set him up in a place called the Garden of Eden. And after a while, the man says, you know, all the other animals, they got somebody to be with except me. And I think I need somebody to be with too. But it's the second time that... The human mind has been brought to question. First of all, after six days of work, God rested. That's very strange, but, you know, it's incorporated into our behavior that we must rest. But I was God, I wouldn't rest at all. I keep going 100% of the time. The next thing is that Adam had to remind him that he was alone. Yeah, right. You do need somebody. When the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Well, man was out there. He says, why don't you lay down and take a nap? I'll take one of your ribs and make you somebody to hang out with. And with that, he invented a woman who is called Eve. And Adam and Eve were set up in the Garden of Eden, which consisted of two particular trees that are mentioned in the scriptures. One is the tree of knowledge, and the other is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No, no, let me correct that. One is the tree of life, and the other one is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So after... Adam and Eve have been 
going around commanding and trying to control the animals and crops and things in the Garden of Eden. God says, hey, you know, I got a couple of meetings this afternoon, some calls return, I got to run off. But whatever you do while I'm gone, the one thing you shouldn't do is this. Don't eat out of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because if you do, you will surely die. And man says, uh, okay. And God left for his meetings and returned some calls. Now, this raises many questions because man didn't die, although I'm sure today he wishes he had, and I could get into that, but it won't be germane. And so, the next chapter says, there was a one beautiful creature left in the Garden of Eden, the serpent, and he was sneaky. I think the word used is subtle. And he finds Eve out there, and he goes, hey, how you doing? She goes, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so what you up to? And I was just uh, wandering around and observing and smelling the flowers. And, well, you know, the serpent, he was tricky. He said, you know, when God left for his meetings, he said, don't y'all eat out of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Yeah, that's right. He told us, don't you? It's the one thing we can't do. Really? Well, let me tell you what. The reason why he told you not to eat out of that there tree is because if you do, you'll be as smart as he is. We will? Yep. Why else would he say that? I, I don't know, but... Well, I'd go over there and check it out if I were you. Because, you know, he ain't no different than the rest of us. He wants nobody to be as smart as he is. And uh, I can see why he might have suggested you leave that tree alone. Well, that's a, that wouldn't, eh, I, I guess I would try it. So with that, Eve goes over to the tree, grabs a, as tradition has held, an apple off it and takes a big bite. She goes, oh, this is delicious. I must tell Adam. So she runs over and she tells Adam, Adam, you've got to taste this. It's delicious. Adam says, uh, okay, crunch. Mm, that is good. What is this? It's fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Good and evil? What's the matter with you? God told us to leave that tree alone. I know, but the serpent said we know as much as he does. Oh, and by the way, why don't you have any clothes on? Because in the book of Genesis, it says they was naked and they didn't know it. Adam looked down and he goes, oh my God, I don't have any clothes on. So he gives him a big fig leaf. And he says, Eve, you don't have any clothes on either. And she gets her big fig leaf, and all of a sudden, God comes back from his meetings. And he says, where are you? I'm looking for you. Why are you hiding over there? Uh, because we were naked. Who told you we were naked? Well, uh, but, uh, it all started when we um, ate that apple, and uh, you ate out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Yeah, well, uh, it wasn't my idea. She made me do it. Well, it wasn't my idea. The snake made me do it. The serpent made me do it. Well, you guys have ruined everything. I told you not to bother this one tree, and you bothered it anyway. Therefore, I'm going to throw you out of this pristine paradise known as the Garden of Eden, and I will send you to the following. First of all, you man, you're going to have to fight with the fields and hunt down the animals to find food and provide for your family for the rest of your life. As for you, woman, 
From now on, Eve, you'll have children, but you will bear them in great pain and suffering. And what he didn't say was that they will continue to make you suffer for many years thereafter their birth. And last not, for you, the serpent, you shall crawl on your belly. Whenever a woman sees you, you're going to stomp on your head. All right, y'all get out. And I'm going to put an angel with a flaming sword to the entrance so you can't get back in here again. So this, as the strict construction would interpret it, would suggest that in the beginning, God tempted the very creatures he created by suggesting they couldn't have one thing they can't have. It's human nature. If somebody says you can't have it, all of a sudden you get into it and you want it. And he didn't seem to know that they won't do that while he was going to his meetings and return his calls. I don't know where he was when this all came down, but I think he knew the serpent was in the garden too. And this is the beginning of the understanding of the strict constructionist view of the scriptures. Because in the beginning, it's fraught with peril. God needs to rest. Man needs to remind God he's alone. God creates woman, leaves for meeting with snake. Snake comes and tells woman or serpent to eat out of the tree. Woman eats out of the tree, gives something to man. God comes back, he seems to be surprised. He throws him out, puts a flaming angel at the door so they can't get back in again. Those are the beginnings of the scriptures. Amen.